Hello and welcome back again. It's the Philosopher's Stoned podcast with Jordan Strauss and Sam Laboon. How are you, Sam? I am doing so, so good. Okay, settle oh down there. What could you possibly have done to improve your life that much since last time we talked? It's called positive thinking. If I just say and think that I'm doing so, so good, that's how I'll I'll be doing. Well, that sounds like bullshit to me. Um, seriously, what's going on? Oh, you know, um, continuing on with the Ontario Ontario life in Ottawa, the hot spot of Canada at the moment for COVID. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you? Yeah. Do you know anyone who's had it besides that one person? Um, no, no, I do not know anybody else who has had it. Hmm. Nope. That was a close call for you, huh? It was close. Very close. No cigar. Close, but no yeah. COVID cigar in your lungs. <laughs> no. Uh, other than that, I'm doing my paralegal program, mm-hmm. which is getting intense. I got two midterms this week. Fun. You know, I got the coming up yeah. this week. Fucking nothing work-related at all. <laughs> I'm still laid off. Still no job. Are you hitting your mic again? I can hear you. It sounds like you're hitting a tube or something. Oh, no, I'm just like tapping my chair. That might be it. Oh, God, you're so unprofessional. <laughs> this is a high profile podcast. I expect seamless production. Hey, we have at least one listener, so we got to be professional. Well, our friend, our mutual friend, Mike Corcoran, a.k.a. Grande Cox, said he listens to every episode. So this is a shout out. <laughs> shout out to Grande. Keep that cock thick, bud. Yeah. Lawyer. He's a lawyer. Yeah, see, we have friends in high places. We're not just yeah. Don't sue us. I'm literally unemployed, and uh, Sam is feverishly pursuing degrees that don't get him employment at all. <laughs> this one is going to get me employment. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, my fingers and toes are crossed for you, man. This one's going to pay off. I'm pretty goddamn tired. I had my birthday yesterday, and uh, I was just going pretty hard all weekend. Damn, yeah. it's uh, it's Tuesday. <laughs> uh, How was your birthday? Birthday was good. Me and the missus went out for lunch, and then we went out to this like really fancy Asian place for dinner that I have not been to. It's one of those places oh. where they like do all the cooking in front of you, and they like throw the egg up and like catch it on the spatula, and <laughs> they make like a little onion volcano and shit. Mm. Teppanyaki, I think. Te- yeah, teppanyaki. We didn't do it. We just saw that they had it there, so it just it was super <laughs> pricey, man. It was real pricey. Yeah, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. They have to, they like have to nail it every time. Yeah, right in front of you. It's like doing stand up, but you're like a chef, and they have to be like able to like essentially deal with your heckling. Like, there's imagine yeah. heckling like a food heckler, <laughs> like you heckle your teppanyaki <laughs> chef. It's wild. Hey, why don't you try a little less olive oil there, you fucking heck. (laughs) Oh, the onion ring volcano again. Wow. Cool, man. (laughs) Real original. I want to see you literally bring out an animal and slaughter it on this table. That's what I want to see. Whoa. 
I, yeah, I bet you are, there are some ref- restaurants that offer that. That uh, oh, live animals. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, probably not in, in Japan. Like, you can get live octopus. You see, seafood. I feel like murdering seafood is not. Uh, people don't freak out about that type of thing. No. No, I don't feel any empathy. I feel very little empathy for animals, but I did just watch this Netflix documentary called My Octopus Teacher that made me really feel connected to an octopus. What 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 the hell was that about? <laughs> it's about uh, this guy who is like, he's like swimming off the coast of South Africa, like scuba diving. Yeah. And meets- already like you want a death wish, just go do that. Isn't that yeah, like where 90% of the shark attacks happen in the world? One day he's swimming and he like looks in a crevice and it's like filled with sharks. And he's just like, oh, this is where the sharks are sleeping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a totally normal reaction reaction to find a pit of sharks. Yeah. Like nothing attacks him though. Like there's like huge sharks, but they all just ignore him basically. I think they really are like it is kind of rare for them to attack, but still. That yeah. Because you're so alien to them. Yeah. They like just think like Jesus, what the fuck is that thing? Well yeah. The thing is is I don't care how small a chance is, that is not a death I will risk even a point zero zero one percent chance of dying that way. Oh really? Oh man, I'm like dead set on going scuba diving. And getting eaten by sharks? No, not getting eaten by sharks. Maybe seeing one, that would be cool. It wouldn't stop me from going scuba diving, but I probably wouldn't go off the coast of South Africa or Australia or wherever those no. other hot spots Jesus. are. If there's great whites no, in the area, to... then fuck off, because that is yeah. not how this guy's dying. That's not going to happen like that. Yeah, great. Knock on yeah, wood. Like great. Yeah, yeah. No, he's still alive. The octopus gets killed, though, I think. Oh, Spoiler shit. Alert. Well, so what does this octopus teach him? How to juggle? <laughs> Uh, exactly. If you have eight <laughs> arms, I'm sure that you make can, eight rolls of sushi. You once. can do some great juggling with eight whole arms. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that would be a great teppanyaki uh, well, trick. If the guy put the octopus on his own head yeah. and then like made it look like the the, the octopus was cooking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a reverse ratatouille. <laughs> Man, yeah, exactly. Like Monsters Inc. Yeah. The octopus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, man, they can like shift their skin or whatever to like different hues and shapes and colors. Yeah. And it got me thinking what Humans if could do people in our society are actually octopi that just look human because they've morphed their skin. That's what that that's where your mind went. What if everybody's an octopus? <laughs> Not everybody. I was gonna like, say, what if people could people. do that, and that would solve a lot of the uh, you know racial tension around here. You know, just <laughs> you could just, just change your automatically color. <laughs> change to whatever color the, there's the most of around right then at that moment, and you know, there's no visible <laughs> minorities at that point. Just shift your mm, color to whatever it is. It's just constantly shifting. Yeah. Racism yeah. wouldn't exist if we could have that skill, though, right? No, because there'd be no more racists. Yeah. There'd just be morphing, constantly morphing people. Uh, we'd find other reasons to hate <laughs> each other. We're very good at that as a species. Oh, yeah, definitely. Slow morphers versus fast morphers. Yeah. Or like your hues aren't, <laughs> you, you don't have very good saturation on your hues. They're all splotchy yeah. and shit. Yeah, you're desaturated yeah. and gray. Yeah. Yeah. 
get him. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so anything? But it was the uh, oh, it was the octopus that like armored itself with shells. What? I think he was the first guy to find that. It armored itself with shells. Yeah, he. One day, yeah, like one day he was he was swimming and he saw like this weird shape with like tons of shells like in a pile. Yeah. And as he got closer to it, it suddenly like, uh, like they all all the shells went flying and an octopus went away. Damn! How lo- like how long would that take to build a, a suit of armor out of shells? That's pretty oh, long time. That's pretty yeah. wild. It just gathered them and wore them like armor. That's crazy. Because <laughs> all the sharks are trying to eat it. That is crazy. <laughs> Especially if you think yeah. there's like actual shellfish living in there still. No, I don't think so. I think the octopus probably ate everything, ate them and like kept the bodies and wore them as armor. See, that is pretty savage. <laughs> that, that is an alien thing to do. Yeah. All the most horrific anyway, ideas yeah, that yeah. we've had as humans about like what aliens potentially could do to us. There's already animals doing that to other animals out there. Like a wasp that like plants its larva mm. in a, and a caterpillar's oh, yeah, stomach, and then the thing hatches and eats the caterpillar as its first meal. That is some dark stuff, man. Like, I feel yeah. like God created oh. all the animals, and then he let devil take over the insect world. <laughs> <laughs> that Yeah, the insect world is so, so The brutal. insect world is just <laughs> screams Lucifer made this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like the ones they catch the spiders and paralyze them, and yeah. then... They're still alive, and then the eggs, yeah. eat them. the larva hatches and just eats anything them that happens from the inside like out. No, oh. yeah, there's just too much. Like it's pretty savage out there in like the, the the bigger animal kingdom, as far as like you know, being a freaking gazelle on the Sahara, you got to watch out for cheetahs and shit. But the the, yeah, the absolute first. <laughs> unfeeling, unthinking, horrific tactics of some insects out there is just it's just hard to. Mm. That trapdoor spider, just the imagery of that, just this eight-legged thing grabbing Ugh. you and pulling Ugh. it down into a chamber it lives in and just sucking the life yeah. out of you. Oh, oh yeah. man. Or parasites. Yeah. And oh. that movie, Those Honey, I Shrunk that, the like, Kids. Take control of grasshoppers. They should have made an R-rated nice. version of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And just, had, Whoa, how just so? have them just R-rated get, like, get like 10 kids get shrunk <laughs> and they all actually encounter like the worst insects that you could ever encounter. Oh, one of them gets stung by like yeah. a wasp and it lays yeah, its eggs yeah, in yeah. it. Just have like a uh. horrible, and then it would be like, oops, I shrunk the kids. Now they're all completely dead. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh yeah. Parasites, insects, worms, all those things can just go get fucked. I mean, earthworms are pretty harmless. <laughs> there are some insects that seem to be like, you know, the herbivore, you know. Carnivorous worms. I yeah. Guess, are gross. What, what's leeches, your favorite insect? Leeches what can... your favorite insect is? Favorite yeah. insect? Oh, or my this God. Is now, um... This podcast is now a grade five uh, day one orientation <laughs> class. Uh, well, I do have a fly tattoo. So I might have to go with the fly. That is literally the worst answer ever. (laughs) Flies, Um, like a housefly. I really don't like bugs that much. What is good about a housefly? They like to eavesdrop all the time. They eavesdrop. They deliberately annoy me. 
I mean, yeah. they do appreciate. They deliberately annoy people. Yeah. I swear to God, they deliberately fuck with people. They're impossible to catch with their bare hands. And do you know what? They're one of the few insects out there. They're one of the, yeah. they're one of the few crank. living things out there that can really appreciate shit. Uh, you know? Yeah. That itself oh my God. is a good skill. When I lived in... <laughs> Yeah, when I lived in Toronto, the, this homeless guy took a shit outside my front door. Oh, beautiful. And it was in the middle of summer, right? And it wasn't, it didn't rain yeah. all week. And I just watched as day after day that shit slowly got devoured by countless Oh my flocks. god, that's disgusting. Wait, were you living in an apartment yeah. building or something? Uh, student housing. Why would anyone call yeah, it was like someone a converted to get that house. cleaned up? That's just so fucking gross, man. <laughs> Was it like right in front of your door? I don't know who to call. Who, who do you call the shit sweepers? You call your building management or whoever isn't. Oh, my building management? They they didn't exist. Who? I couldn't even get packages who, delivered there. This place was a scam. Who's in charge of taking fucked. care of the building? That's who you call. I don't know. One time I came home and there was a, a guy, a man wearing, I don't know if he was a man or a woman or what he identified as, but there was a man wearing a dress yeah. <laughs> sitting on the front steps and the door was open and inside was a guy who looked like a crack addict and he was just like oh hi i'm painting and was he painting and he was just painting yeah he was painting the Mm -hmm. front door and uh oh yeah the guy wearing the dress was smoking and he had a huge ziploc bag full of cigarettes (laughs) he rolled rolled himself no like no like no like cigarette like loose cigarettes that's a weird way to carry around your darts yeah, mm. <laughs> big big Ziploc bag. Anyway, so that's the only ever time I met the building management, whoever they were. Well, that sounds like a rough situation. Someone could just come and shit on the front stoop, and everybody's just like, "Oh, let's watch the flies gather." Instead of we should clean oh, this. <laughs> There's like broken glass, and like it was brutal. Brutal, man. I literally was never went outside without having somebody ask me for money or, or like. Some guy like on blow walked up to me once and was like, "Hey, can can you help me uh, with something?" Oh, here <laughs> comes like, the nope. pitch. What is it? Yeah, she's like, "No, can't help." No, sorry. I'm a broke student. I live in a building where they let people shit on it, and no one does anything. So I need, if anything, I need help. <laughs> I need help. Can you help me? Help me. Yeah. Give me some t- <laughs> one time, I uh, I was in a car and. Uh, I was at a gas station and the gas station was really like busy at that moment. Like there was a bunch of cars waiting in line to use the gas pumps and I locked my keys in the car and I couldn't get in the car. And the guy was yelling at me through the intercom, the inside, uh, the clerk inside, like, you got to move that car. We have a huge lineup. I was like, I I locked my keys in there. Like, I don't know how to get out. And just as this was all happening and I was like panicking, this homeless guy came up to me and started giving me his spiel about like, you know, He's traveling. He's out down on his luck. He's telling this at, to me at the same time getting yelled at by the guy working there. <laughs> so I was like, hey, man, you want to make 15 bucks? <laughs> Punch this window out for me so I can get my keys. <laughs> and he's just like, done deal. <laughs> so everybody deal. in line behind me just saw me hand this guy money. He, he wrapped his jacket up around his wrist and he just broke my window out i reached in grabbed my keys hopped in and drove away yeah damn it was a uh it was a That's pressure epic. move pressure high pressure scenario <laughs> can't 
Hey, he was in the right place at the right time. He made 15 Well, bucks. I mean, I don't know if he saw that I was already in a tense situation. It was like, I'm going to capitalize on this somehow and just went up and started giving his spiel. Like, it was a bad timing. I think he was totally oblivious to oh, the situation. I feel like he was, too. I don't think he realized what the hell was going on. <laughs> but he did it. No questions yeah. asked. Like, he's done it a thousand times before. <laughs> done deal. Oh, shit. I've done this three times today already. I can, <laughs> I can make money doing what I love. <laughs> hey, life's not so bad. <laughs> Maybe I don't need to smoke crack 24-7. Well, yeah. Sam, what do we have? Do you have a lesson prepared? Do you have a conundrum you'd like to present? Anything? Or are we just freestyling today? Oh, uh, well, actually, I do have a, 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 uh, a conundrum or a dilemma for you. Either or. I'll figure it out. If you will. Okay, so this was inspired recently. I heard there was a incident on the ISS when the oxygen supply got shut off to part of the station. Yeah. So this happened uh, last week. I think everybody's okay. At least that's what they're saying publicly. I think they would admit if really something wrong went up, like happened up there. Like there's just this. There's no reason to lie about it. What are we gonna just say? Oh, I forgot. I didn't realize he was still up there. I forgot to bring him back with me. <laughs> I hadn't seen him around the station yeah. for a few weeks. I figured he went home. You know, like there's no way yeah. to cover up someone <laughs> di- dying up there. Oh, where is that? Well, if you've oh. seen the movie Moon with Sam Rockwell, there is. There's like a bunch oh, of yeah. preloaded clones. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Clones. Yeah. Stored Spoiler. all throughout the station <laughs> that will just come alive if you die. Mm. It's pretty uh, pretty smart business. So what's the maneuver. dilemma? Uh, okay, so imagine that you are an astronaut aboard the International Space Station. Well, yeah, that's going to be a reality. You, okay, yeah. imagine that. Imagine, yeah, you're gonna have to alter a lot of the facts yeah. about your life in order to be at yeah, that position. I'm ready to lie. No more weed. Weed's gone. <laughs> no more. Anyway, um, right. So you are at the command yeah. module. You're looking out the window, and you see a huge asteroid approaching. Okay. Your two crewmates, they're asleep. Gotcha. They're the only other people on the station. All right. Right now, you only have time to do one of two things. You can immediately run to the escape capsule and you can evacuate the station, re enter the Earth's atmosphere. On the other hand, if you manually power the engines or the thrusters or whatever away from the astronaut, away from the asteroid, and you can notify your sleeping comrades over the intercom, you can buy them enough time to make it to the escape capsule, to get back to Earth. But you will be killed. Oh, one of these humdingers, eh? Right. And if you choose to escape yourself, you can always just lie and say that you had no time to save your comrades. Or your fellow astronauts. And you're asking me what I would do? Yeah. Only you will know the truth. Everyone else will. We'll think there's only time to save See, you. here's the thing, Sam. If I just, in my current <laughs> form, went up there as I am today, I probably would save myself because obviously, you know, I'm, if I got to the point where I was an astronaut, I, I, would, I would imagine that I had some serious personal growth to get to that point. And 
if I was in that situation at that point, I would be the selfless captain hero and warn my comrades and die myself. Now, if you put me, the current yeah, unemployed, yeah. jobless, cowardless, cowardly man that I am today, <laughs> uh, I would probably just save myself on instinct. Really, man? What do you have? What do you have to live for, though? Your job. That's the sad thing about it, man. (laughs) That's the real sad thing about it is that I don't have much to live for. Uh, No, I do, but like, I just feel like I would, I would, I would just be. I'm so ill prepared to handle a situation like that mentally because I've never been in a scenario Hmm. like that. I think my natural instinct. Well, okay. Well, that's to save myself. I'm trying to be honest here. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree with you. I think if you'd never thought about this scenario yeah. before, you might just instinctively just try to save yourself. Yeah. But if you had a chance to think about it before being in that scenario, then you might make a different decision. That's true, but part of the scenario is that I don't have the time, right? Right, but so, but maybe it'll happen after we have this conversation. Like maybe after we have this conversation, one day you're in that situation, and then you remember this conversation. And you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. Who are these other astronauts and how much do I like them? Have they screwed me over recently? Have they, as one of them, <laughs> secretly a psychopath? Do you think that should matter? Do you think that should have an impact on the decision? Uh, yeah. If they're absolute garbage people, then maybe there would be a, a little hesitation there. <laughs> Okay, so maybe they like brought up a, like a, maybe they were like torturing mice in the experimental maybe lab. Maybe the something. guy who shit on your front door. That guy made it up there somehow, and he's been shitting <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> just freely. Uh, he's just freely been shitting, all, shitting over the all over the station. <laughs> There's just turds floating around. You can't. You just can't let your guard down at all. There's no relaxation. The only warning you have is that there's a, the smell gets stronger, and then you, next thing you know, it's hitting you right in the cheek. Uh, what if it's that oh, guy? Man, that's brutal. Okay, well then that's a different story. In that case, I I let him die. But what if the other guy is like a like the best doctor in the world? Well, he shouldn't have like chose to he shouldn't, super high value to bunk with old shitter over there. <laughs> Whoa, you'd sacrifice. Like, say it was like Tony Tony Stark, you'd sac and like this shitting homeless <laughs> guy, you he would sacrifice Tony Stark to kill the. Well, look, I wouldn't guy. want to kill him. Keep in mind that Tony Stark has already sacrificed his own life. Oh yeah, so then he see could the be, thing is, I think whatever, if you okay, get to that. the point where you're going to be an astronaut, you've already accepted the very real possibility that you will die. Like it's so ingrained into your during training that I feel like. You're, it's almost going to be the opposite as if I just went up there right now. Like I would be trained to do the thing that saves mm. everybody else, and that wouldn't even be much of a decision for me, you know? Mm. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I agree. If you were, I agree. I think a real astronaut in that situation would yeah. make the right call. What if like a what if like a celebrity was on the station? Like what if it was? I don't know. Like like. Uh, like what if like Kanye Dude, was Kanye literally thinks he's Jesus. Do you think he's not going <laughs> to save himself even though that's the opposite of what Jesus stood for? 
He's gonna be like, I already sacrificed myself. I have to once continue my good work in my past life. I'm not doing it again. Yeah. yeah. I have the second coming. This time I need to not sacrifice myself. This is all part of God's plan. Yeah. I talked to Drake about it. It's all yeah. lining up. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, I think Trump would definitely Of course he would save himself. Like I would no fucking question. throw a baby into an alligator's open maw just to save his <laughs> sandwich that he was gonna eat that day. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Did you see his dancing <laughs> to YMCA? Dude, his <laughs> one dance move literally looks like he's miming sucking two dicks. <laughs> oh, he just holds his and fist like, up by his head. It looks like... like he's being operated by like a fuck, like he's a mariachi puppet that's sucking two invisible dicks. It's hilarious. You got to look it up. <laughs> it's I've never seen a less Oh my god. It's like you can't make that shit up. That is the least cool dancing I've ever seen in my life. That oh my that God. didn't lose him the, the black terrible. vote entirely. Then I don't know that that had to be the final coffin. Like this man <laughs> has no rhythm, no swag. Literally, the opposite of soul. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know he did. I don't think he has before. That it or looked like dance. it was his first fucking time dancing and he really just hadn't watched anyone else do it before. Man, he must be on so much to start so many to drugs. be dancing now. Just like <laughs> I don't remember him dancing like, on the campaign yeah. trail last year or last election. Is the debates going to happen still? No. Supposedly on Thursday. It sucks. I have a midterm right when it's Thursday, going live. Huh? I think so I might upset. be free Thursday. I might watch that then. Yeah. But uh, there's, it's not going to be the. Everyone hated the first debate. I loved it. I thought it was just well, so fucking hilarious. It was entertaining just in the but, fact uh, that it was so unprofessional and like unpresidential. I mean, yeah. If it was my country, yeah. I'd well, be pissed. Well, I mean, we should be pissed because our country is <laughs> in a symbiotic relation with their country. Yeah. As long as they keep buying milk and lumber, <laughs> everything's fine. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever their politics always spill into ours. So that was the conundrum. Yeah. I think we've decided that in my current state, I would probably save myself on instinct and let them burn or whatever, get crushed by the asteroid. Mm-hmm. What, what would you do? Yeah. Um. Right. So there's. I don't know. Yeah. So from a purely selfish standpoint. You could think that, okay, if I let the other two know, they escape, they make it back to Earth, they'll, I'll die, but they will tell everybody that I sacrificed myself and I'll, like, I'll be a hero. My name will be remembered forever. Yeah, it's kind of like a, you can't even reap those rewards yourself, you know? You just get to die with the hope. No, but you can, you can die with the satisfaction knowing that you will be known as a hero for like a long time. Yeah, generations. that's true. Whereas otherwise, pe- people will just remember you as the guy who survived, and the other two will be remembered. The people well, who died yeah, will be remembered. They're not remembered as long as they should be these days. People have very short memories. You know any of the names of the Challenger mm-hmm. crew that went down? Um, I'm pretty stoned right now, but uh, you wouldn't know if you <laughs> if I was alive when it happened. We were alive when it happened, weren't we? I think. I thought. No, we weren't. I thought we were kids in the 80s, when it happened. 
Christine McCullough. There we go. Are you sure what happened in the 80s? See, I don't That's even know what the fuck the, it uh, happened. I thought we were alive when it happened. I, I swear to God, I remember seeing newspapers. <laughs> I watched the uh, Netflix thing. What, the last flight of the Challenger? I forget what it was called. Uh, January 28, Damn. 1986. Okay. Well, uh, maybe it was a different rocket that exploded full of astronauts. I'm thinking of Columbia. Columbia. That was the one. Oh, Columbia. That was the okay. one when we were alive. Yeah. Killing seven Damn. crew members. Jeez. Rough, rough way to go, I feel like. Yeah, probably one of the worst. There's, a, there's ways an audio to die recording. In a there's an audio recording re-entry. of this Russian guy uh, re-entering this cosmonaut, and uh, the heat shields like flew off the front of his thing, and you just hear him like slowly heating up and like talking, like saying how hot it is, and then he just burns to death on his way in. It's horrific to listen to. Yeah. Oh my god. That's that's weird. Normally they can't do audio during re-entry. Well, look it up. Maybe it's a hoax. Maybe it's all fake. I don't think we even went to the moon. I think the world's flat. The moon is square, and uh, <laughs> there's no such thing as uh, killer square. whales. Those are all made up. Have you ever killer seen killer whales? Made? No, those are real. Um, in uh, nature documentaries. Okay. I've also seen Jabba the Hutt <laughs> on TV. Doesn't mean he's real. Jabba the Hutt cannot move like a. You never whale. seen him in the water, man? No way. That might be the way that they're <laughs> like their species is actually meant to travel is through water. Uh, yeah. Oh, the huts? Yeah. They're just like stranded on yeah. Tatooine all yeah, the water. They're actually an ocean dwelling <laughs> species and then the drought hit. Oh. They've adapted. Yeah. I've always wondered. How the huts became so like powerful. Like I always wonder how these people that like in real life that are like physically they're like so unimposing, like not threatening, like these mafia bosses and stuff from like New York that are like these old Italian men. How do they command so much power? Just money, I guess. Money. Money is power. Loyalty. Yeah, they pay people money yeah. and give them power. Yeah. And status. It's not like the old days where you had to fight and everyone prestige. that challenged you with a sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, how would they resolve it if, you, if there was a mafia boss with his two underlings? He would save himself. Oh, yeah. Also, what's my rank yeah. in this astro- uh, astronaut scenario? Am I outranked by those two or am I the captain? Oh. Again, why should that matter? It doesn't matter, decision? but it would make it would definitely factor into my decision making. <laughs> um, okay, so let's try. What well, what if you are lower rank than them? How does that influence your decision? That would make me feel a little bit more guilty. Yeah, mm, more guilty. But isn't it the captain who's supposed to go That's down? That's what with they the say. But I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, well, I have four different philosophical approaches we could use to make the decision. All right, so number one, this is the most practical way. 
or it seems like the most common way. That's the utilitarian way. So you should act to maximize the happiness for Shit, the greatest number of people. That means I have to people. save them. So, yeah, unless you can think of a way where just saving yourself would maximize happiness, or maybe well, they're here's the thing: if I'm something. Kanye, like I got a lot of fans, and shit, right? <laughs> they're gonna be, I'm gonna be, there's gonna be a lot yeah, of minimizing of happiness if my new album doesn't come out because I exploded in a rocket. Right. That's very true. I mean, what are these other what what are these other two guys going to do? Okay, so like maybe instead got of, like a I would use the precious few seconds I had to go on Facebook and Instagram and see how many followers we each had, and whoever <laughs> had the most was the one who I would save. Nice. That is tech- <laughs> That's, That's a very good way to do it. Yeah. Should be run, in my opinion, is you just your rank is whatever the number next to your name on social media is. No matter how you got those numbers. Yeah. They could be bot yeah, numbers. Be bot they numbers. could just literally just be like essentially just showing your ass on Instagram, get millions of followers, <laughs> and people will hold that to a higher standard of value than someone who, I don't know, discovers shit. Oh, true. But you would have to add, the, wouldn't you have to add their numbers of followers? Yeah, together? you would. You would. would have to go against yours. Yeah. So that that's pretty yeah. much, you would pretty much always end up having to save those two people unless they were just absolute losers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They'd have to be like just normal yeah. astronauts, basically. They couldn't have like massive <laughs> followings on Instagram. But I think astronauts do have pretty big followings now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chris Hard. Him, Chris Hardwick, right? his name. Chris or Hardwick. No. What's his name? I think that's a comedian's name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Oh, Commander Captain uh, something. Uh, fuck. This is going against <laughs> my whole theory. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. He's the Canadian guy with the Commander. Mustache. Yeah, Chris Hatfield. Chris Hatfield. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Felix Baumgartner. Right. Oh yeah. That guy. That guy was technically. I don't know if he's a astronaut but he got pretty damn close <laughs> nah he just had a weather balloon Science he got astronaut. up to space essentially jumped out yeah that's true the slow slow way yeah I don't know I think the scary part about being an astronaut is being strapped to like a gigantic yeah, no rocket <laughs> and the infinite vacuum of space yeah. um, say so you said yeah. you had four ways to approach uh-huh. this Yes. Um, yeah, so that's the utilitarian way. You just act to maximize happiness, minimize unhappiness. Your happiness so or the general happiness? You just pick whichever outcome. The total okay. net happiness. Well, yeah, everybody unfortunately, that would probably mean you sacrificing yourself to save the other two. Just based on two people who yeah. probably have a larger yeah. social group than you do, if you combine them. Yeah. Yeah, it seems pretty unlikely there would be a scenario where um you know letting them die and saving yourself would create more happiness than sacrificing yeah, yourself and saving them. That way, unless one of them truly does beca- become a serial killer yeah. later on. See, so you don't yeah, yeah, unless you know one of them the is a serial killer. The thing about that is that you wouldn't yeah. know what like the mean. potential happiness each person would end up provo- producing throughout their life. 
Mm, true. They yeah. might just both become alcoholics and well, just survivors like beat, guilt, man. They're probably going to yeah. turn into the crack or husband start shitting all over the place. <laughs> man, that yeah. shitting, shitting guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're going to go shit on my doorstep. <laughs> yeah. I was an astronaut. That, was... be... <laughs> that dude walked on the moon, man. <laughs> <laughs> I walked on the moon. I can shit where I want. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moon rocks. All right. Um, okay, so that's the utilitarian now. Uh, so what these two, so we're doing two approaches. Okay. And then we'll do another two. But these first two, they are, uh, what's what sort of has, what they have in common is that they minimize the importance of the self yeah. in relation to others. So in other words, you try to take yourself and all of your partiality out of the equation. So how you feel about those other two guys has nothing to do with it. Um, you can't take that into consideration. All you calculate is this right. net happiness of everybody. And yours counts for just yeah, one. Yeah, that's kind of the token. shitty thing about it is that your happiness will never, is not going to outweigh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like you might hate those two guys and you might have had like the ultimate life waiting for you when you get back. But nope. You can't take that into consideration. Well, that doesn't that doesn't um, uh, necessarily so sit very well personal. with a selfish guy like myself. So, let's move on to the next one. <laughs> All right, this one is also unfortunately oh, very bullshit. selfless. In a sense. It's a little less selfless, but it's also pretty selfless. Um and this is the approach from Immanuel Kant, who is the dogmatic slumber guy that he woke me from. Oh, his that dogmatic guy. Slumber. Yeah. Talking about Aquinas? The, the tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Hume. Uh, talking Hume. about Hume, David Hume. Yeah. Um, okay. So he says uh, whenever you do something, you have to act according to a maximum right. or like a special rule. So whenever you act, you're sort of like establishing a precedent, basically, that this is how people should act in this situation. So that maximum would be save. So whenever you, you sacrifice act, yourself to save the others, because that's what the heroic thing to do is. Um, Not quite. It's sort of like... Uh, it's like he's he says his idea is that whenever you act, you're setting a precedent that in this situation everybody else uh, should I act see, the same I see, way. I see. In this case, so it's, in other words, you should only and it's like he's got very formal language, but you act only by the maxim that you could simultaneously will to be a right. universal law. So you'd have to will it that everybody who's ever in this situation, regardless of who they are, they will always choose themselves and let the other two die and then lie about it. And so do you want that to be the rule for the situation? Would you want to live in a world where everybody does that in that situation, uh, in that type of situation? No, because I can, I feel like I can see myself getting in myself <laughs> in some shitty you. situation where I would need to rely on the heroics of someone else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it can it can work against you. It isn't rational to will that everyone should always yeah. choose themselves. The sacrifice for the greater good has always been yeah. like a better way to operate a society. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't just be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Like Japan, yeah, World exactly. War II. Yep. 
<laughs> those pranksters. Yeah. <laughs> those fucking those pranksters. Such a Pearl Harbor prank, was man. such a prank. It takes a lot of discipline to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know what would make it right. even more of a prank? If the if Roosevelt knew about it and did that would it. make him the accomplice to one of the one of the coolest pranks <laughs> that's ever happened. <laughs> he was in on it. Ah, oh, that'd be great. You think he would have just um, at least on his deathbed yeah. been like, "It was a prank, bro." <laughs> it was yeah. a prank, bro. If you know Pearl Harbor, it was a prank, bro. <laughs> That's how we got prank. you back. That's how we got you into the war, man. You weren't coming with us, so we needed to prank you pretty hard yeah. to get you to join. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. World War II, so many pranks. Why was Hitler's body never found? it was never real, prank. man. It was an actor. It was a hologram. It was like, remember, it was when, Tupac, remember when Tupac came <laughs> was to an Coachella? Actor. It was the same technology, except for it was, it was just some... Oh, movie. yeah. <laughs> the hologram. Oh, man. Yeah. I wonder if how many people from history have actually just been holograms. From Probably just Tupac. Oh my God. Just Tupac. Probably just Tupac. They have whole hologram <laughs> concerts now over in Japan. Where it's like literally there is no performer. It's just a hologram. And it's like a super famous cartoon character does a whole show, a whole live show. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't think that'll catch on over here. I don't know if I would like it. We're going to see. No, it's uncanny valley. I don't know. We don't want to. I wouldn't pay to see Garfield play the bongos for an hour. Right. I I, I don't even care if it seems like I can reach out and touch him. No, like that's no. I I would pay to see a real cat play the bongos. (laughs) It's like a bad trip for an hour. Like really well. Whoa. Yeah. Oh man, this yeah. cat, Hannah's yeah. cat, Hank. Bangles are crazy. Bangle. Oh my god. Yeah. I did that. You remember you told me yeah. you were playing with Rascal with an oven mitt? I did, did that with this cat. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Like at one point he we were in like a standoff and I blinked, and in like the moment <laughs> that I blinked, he attacked. That is some savagery. <laughs> Yeah, my yeah. parents' cat, he is like going through a phase where he just wants to wrestle you all the time. Like no matter what you're doing, you'll just be standing there and you'll suddenly just hear him sprinting at you from across the house and just he'll just jump onto your thigh. <laughs> oh my god, that is a is that killer. what a killer? His name's Diego. Mm-hmm. Diego. Oh. No. Didn't you have a we cat, had a named, cat killer? named Ripper? Or yeah. like Ripper, right. <laughs> Rip it and rip it. Ripper. My grandpa nicknamed it's actually her name was Buttons officially, but my grandpa nicknamed her Ripper because she kept on ripping around the house when she was little. Uh, yeah. nice. Pretty cool rip name it. for a cat, actually. Maybe I'll rip name my new cat Ripper. Ripper the second. Yeah, it is a great name for a cat. Ripper, come here. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> She rips. And she, she rips. Tears. She rips. What? Like she's in fast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where are we at with these other? Uh... Um, where are we at? Yeah. So, uh, so the question that is emerging is, um, like the moral question that is sort of emerging from this scenario is why should you care about somebody else? 
why should they factor into your reasoning? Like, why not just save yourself? Like, who cares? You have a life to live. Who cares about the yeah, net happiness of the good world? To me right now. Who cares about that? <laughs> Fuck the net happiness of the world. How much is that going to be? Like, what's the difference going to be? The difference is going to be like a grain of sand on a sand yeah, dune. Like, yeah. It's not going to make a difference in this great big scheme of things. Like, who gives a shit? Like... Why not just save myself and let these other two die? Yeah, and, tell them, Sam. Fucking fuck tell them. Tell them. I've got, yeah. They'll die in their yeah, sleep. Let yeah, live, let me man. live, I was, has, <laughs> I was the one that was awake during this asteroid crisis. God must have wanted me to live. That is just like the quickest way you can rationalize it to yourself. <laughs> Say, God willed it. Twas his God will. God wills it. <laughs> Would it be not I who yeah, slumbered? Can, uh... When the asteroid came, if it was God's plan to have me suffer and die. So that's exactly how yeah, I, you know, what, as exactly soon as I landed back on Earth, that's the rhetoric I would start spouting to the, to the, to the, to the religious groups in my area. And then they would just amplify that message and uh, validate me. Yeah. It was God will. God wills it. In fact, I went this to was God's move. plan. Yeah. From my station to warn my comrades in the space station, I went to go do that. That was my first instinct was I'm going to save them. And then I heard an audible voice from God saying, no, don't save yourself. He's British. <laughs> Hang on, mate. He's you better British. save yourself. <laughs> Hang on. That's what he sounded like. <laughs> God's a <laughs> yeah. cockney British grifter. Oi, mate. Hang on a tick. (laughs) Think about it. Think about it. Wouldn't you not send the asteroid when you were sleeping if I wanted you to get killed, wouldn't I? He's like half British, half Australian. I'm not wasting a good ass. to be just the worst. Uh. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. Yeah, so... um... So why should you care about all these other people? Like, why should you care about I don't know. You've just told me Um, that I don't have to. And now I realize that maybe I just don't. Tell me why I should. Yeah. Well, suppose you do care about yourself. Um, And like, what can you get out of this situation? Like, why should you care about yourself? Uh, So we go to Aristotle, the Greek I have. I was just Ever heard of Aristotle because uh, I find him boring. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? How could you kidding. find just Aristotle? Because I'm boring. so far ahead of what he about, like his thoughts. He's the, that it's kind of like you know. Yeah, you could think of Aristotle as everything in okay. moderation, basically. Um, but more complicated, but means the same basically at the end of the day. Um. But uh, he was he he uh, his moral thinking was all about um, like having a good like being it was called a uh, eudaimonia is the Greek word. And I guess it has lots of different translations, but you could think of it as like flourishing or like doing really well yeah. and being what you are meant to be as a human being. Like what's the ideal human right. being sort of or not. Yeah, like what? What should humans be like when they're flourishing? Like we all know what a nice tree looks like when it's flourishing. What is a human being? You should be hashtag living your hashtag best life hashtag. That's what I think. As long as you just hashtag the (laughs) shit out of your Instagram posts, you are flourishing. That's what I think. You know what really pisses me off? 
You know what oh, grinds yeah. my gears, Sam? Oh, what, what, when uh, all what, these uh, girls on Instagram to? or Facebook, I've seen this. This is a very. This is like a. This is an epidemic of this happening out there. It's always the same thing. It's a picture of them, usually like magnitudes of better. Like they're just genetically gifted people, usually that are just like good looking, and they'll post a picture of themselves at the gym or like looking good essentially and then they'll have a long like pseudo spiritual quote about enlightenment and how to live their lives and they won't credit it to the person that actually wrote it and they'll just let people assume they came up with these words and these thoughts when they almost never do and you know why because i'm a psychopath and lots of times i'll copy and paste their shit into google and find it it's a quote from someone else and they, in the comments, will just soak up the compliments about these wise words they're posting. When it and they won't admit that they didn't come up with it. It's it's not right, man. It's wrong. It's it's it's, it's wrong. Yeah. Damn. You should uh, compile uh, like a bunch of these and then either release a YouTube expose or like anonymously send I it can't to think H3H3 of a better or something. way to out myself as an absolute <laughs> loser. <laughs> I don't like how these hot chicks are not only getting compliments for their looks, but also their (laughs) minds now. Especially when they didn't think up this. Yeah, why can't they just be satisfied? The name of the person who wrote that that spiritual quote or enlightened quote bullshit, put it down. I I have no problem with that. Like, here's my ass. Here's an inspirational quote for the day. Mm. Send me fake love, right? That's essentially. I can respect that model on some level because they're not trying to pretend something they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to present themselves to be someone that something they're not. It's none of them are these. None of them are coming up with these quotes on themselves. They're trying to be philosophers. They're trying to take my job. Yeah, our the job only difference between you and us. me and them is the extremely lucky genetics of just being good looking. Like strikingly good looking. Yeah, they're all they're all Instagram bad. level good looking. It's all Photoshop. I don't know. It just it grinds my yeah. gears that whenever someone presents Whatever. someone else's thoughts or ideas or art as their own, when they it's it, and then when people start congratulating them or or like praising them for this piece of work that they did not produce and they don't do anything, they just accept the praise and don't say actually it's a quote from this person. Any decent human being would do that. Okay, so here's a, sub-dilemma another sub dilemma for you. Sub dilemma. Suppose, suppose while you're on the space station, one of the other astronauts yeah. had written a book, and you had read it, and it was the best novel you'd ever read. You knew it was going to make a billion dollars. You have he hasn't shown it to anyone you could else. Also, yet, huh? And the book is, and you're reading it. You're yeah. reading it when the astronaut comes. And you realize, like, oh my god, I'm the only person who knows oh, that about just the makes the choice. This book. <laughs> that makes this that just makes the choice it. way too easy, then, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> like, holy shit, I'm the next J.K. Rowling. I don't know, guilt, <laughs> guilt. People are asking guilt you questions, but I don't fucking know. Something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah, like a rot in your like, core. Like these people on yeah. Instagram should be feeling, and I actually, yeah. I hope they are feeling. You would not be flourishing. Their lives. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they feel nothing. 
I'm sure they feel like everything. I feel like I'm sure they feel like they barely get what they deserve. <laughs> that is probably true. <laughs> they probably constantly yeah. walk around like feeling slighted. Ah, uh, who am I to judge? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, but as you're saying, guilt that would be become the guilt would flow from the fact that you know you had done something that you shouldn't have done, and you would not be as Aristotle no, no. would You'd think probably a flourishing turn, human you, being. You would be like a tree with like an ugly and knot drugs in it. to subdue the feelings of guilt and end up being this like tortured artist type. But actually, you didn't even write a single word of that book. So you're literally just a thief that turned to drugs to squash out the guilt burrowing through his soul. Yeah. Yeah. And you can never write anything yeah. else because everyone will I'm know. I'm kind of a right one and done type fake. of guy when I write books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why haven't you written anything before this like or after years. this that can, you know, even remotely recognizable from this work? Well, the yeah, thing is, I, just, I need I can't to be in zero genius to write. <laughs> yeah, I need to be in zero genius. Yeah. But after the accident, I'm too yeah, too sorry. traumatized to ever Here's return to space. Brilliant novel. <laughs> I just wish the other crew members could be alive to read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. So Aristotle Aristotle would say to avoid that horrible life destroying guilt. Um the only way to avoid that would be to sacrifice yourself. Yeah, it does scenario, seem to be like the best like the actual right thing to do would be to sacrifice yourself. Mhm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the right thing to do for the overall happiness, but also considering how your life would be if you didn't do it, you'd That's feel true, like That's true, because you'd end up person. probably just being like throwing your life away anyways, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be it would be a courageous thing to yeah. do to sacrifice yourself. You could either live on in the memories of everybody on There's the planet a, as oh, a yeah. hero or become the front door shitter before their eyes. Slowly. That's where that guy came <laughs> from. He made a choice that that eats him with guilt every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yes, the guilt that eats him yeah. inside and on comes your out front door. Shit. And that. But, yeah. Yeah. But always keeps coming out. <laughs> and no one cleans it up. Everybody just watches yeah, the, the guilt maggots never and ends. flies eat it. <laughs> Gross. Uh, yeah, it was disgusting. All right. Well, I just oh, that neighborhood was so bad. Like as I've said before. No, no, you go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, as I've said before, I would open my window <laughs> and I would just hear people screaming. <laughs> it's like living in hell. <laughs> Legitimately, just you're the front step to Hades. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Yeah, out of yeah. A shut down, a COVID closed strip club across the street, and people shitting. Oof, man, that's rough. That is rough. Yep. Well, I think that was a good podcast. We, yeah, I I figured out what the right scenario to do versus what I would actually do is. Yeah. Yeah, we only got to three of the philosophers, but that's okay because the fourth one. Okay, perfect. Well prepared. Well planned. Well planned. Yeah, very well planned. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I have no we'll idea what is happening next week. I mean, week. we don't. So it just it seems like it's going to be a lot to try and come up with a real philosophy lesson every week. So if we just try and steer the conversations towards what ifs mm. and whys, and you know, oh, dude, yeah, I have a. I actually have a great thing we could do next week that would perfect. Take, require Can you give very us a little teaser of that. Um. Okay, it's like it's a real story, or th- it's probably a true story. I don't know. I think it is a true story. This is a, uh, you can find this. It's a case. So it's printed on yeah. like the government of Canada website. It's a case about the, about a guy who tried to immigrate to Canada from uh, Lebanon. And he was denied because he provided material assistance to ISIS and Hezbollah. But his reasons for doing that were crazy. Mm. He was like a mechanic and they sort of like intimidated ISIS intimidated him into repairing their vehicles. And then Hezbollah tried to get him to wear a wire for them. Okay. Well, there's a, there's a teaser for you guys. Yeah. So the question is, did he get to stay? I'm going to Google it before we go to the next one. We're going to have all these prepped answers (laughs) next week. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Our two listeners. That was episode 10, I believe. Right. <laughs> I think, I think there's well, two. Yeah. Congratulations guys. <laughs> like a binary star system. All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Good night. All right. Bye.